Hello, thank you for visiting the podcast of the Vineyard Church in Campbellsville, Kentucky. If you haven't already, feel free to visit our audio archive at vineyardcampbellsville.org or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And now here is this week's message. Hey guys. Hi. I'm Heather. Um, I hang out here, have for a while. I love you guys. Okay, so we are in a bit of a series right now. Um, for some of you, if you haven't been here before, uh, this is actually not how we are normally set up. Um, we set up like this especially for this bare bones series, just kind of as a demonstration of what we're getting at in this series. This bare bones series is all about stripping away all of the things um, that are unnecessary that we do uh, for church, not bad things, things like lights and things like liturgies and flows and all those things are good things. They're part of our vibe. They're part of our tradition. They're great. But we just really want to explore what things are essential and what things aren't. And you can take a lot of things away from church and still have church. You can take lots of stuff away. You can have church in a nasty old basement in a third world country under great oppression. You can have church in a multi-million dollar facility. Like, you can have church anywhere. But what does it mean to have church? What are the essentials? And the thing we really want to focus on is that the Holy Spirit is essential and that you cannot have church without the Holy Spirit. So um, this is week three of our series. Week one, we talked about how the Holy Spirit has been with us from the beginning, not just with us personally, but with God the Father, and God the Son, and how he was directly involved in creation. And sometimes, in certain uh, traditions, we kind of lose sight of the fact that the Holy Spirit is part of the eternal trinity of, of God, that he has been an intricate part in everything. And sometimes we think he just um, arrived out of nowhere on Pentecost. And so we really dove into looking about how um, the Holy Spirit has been with us from the beginning, and he has a beautiful role in creation. Uh, Week two, we talked about um, Pentecost, and we talked about how the Holy Spirit gathers people together and then scatters them out and sends them to dark places full of the light of God, and it was beautiful. So this week, we are going to look at a passage out of the book of John. This is when Jesus is speaking to his disciples And we're going to look at what Jesus says about the Holy Spirit. So I have our text up here, and let's just read it together. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. That is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. First thing I want to do is... um, not even the meat of my message or or what I'm focusing on today, but I want you to look at that very first part of the passage. I will ask the Father, this is Jesus speaking, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. Um, This is a beautiful little picture of the Trinity. We have the Son going to the Father on our behalf and sending the helper, the Holy Spirit, to us in order that we may receive what the Son has done for us. 
So we have this beautiful picture of the dance of the Godhead. We see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit working together uh, with us. And I just bring this up not because it's a really cool picture, but because uh, it's just important that we gather, that we settle on the fact that um, these three are not separated. They're not um, able to be divided. That it's a package deal. They're, they're working together. And you can't necessarily say, you know, I love one and not the other, or, yeah, I'm cool with one and not the other. It's a package deal. And, and they work together seamlessly. So let's move on to my actual points. All right, in this passage, we're going to be looking at three main words. And this is not going to be a super, like, let's dive down and find the subliminal messages. We're going to look at things that are hidden in plain sight. Just face value, what is the Lord saying about the Holy Spirit? The three words we're going to focus on are helper, forever, and truth. Number one, helper. This is up there in verse 16, that he's going to send us another helper. Why would Jesus say he wanted to send us a helper? Beautiful. We need help. That's it. Like, it's not more complicated than that. He says, we're sending you, I'm sending you a helper because we need help. Now, keep in mind who Jesus is saying this to. He's saying it to people who know him, who have walked around with him, who have physically seen him do miracles, who have learned his teachings directly from his mouth. So these are people who already know Jesus. And Jesus knows that they need help. And that is important to us because some of us in the room um, already know Jesus and you need help. And some of you in the room don't know Jesus and you need help. The truth is we, we just need help. We all need some help. Number two forever. Now, not only did Jesus say that his followers, need, followers needed a helper, but that they needed a helper, and this helper would be with them forever. So he is suggesting that we are going to need help forever. <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> um, some of you are very new in your walk with Jesus, super new. Some of you have been at this a couple years. And so it's not really hard for you to imagine needing help over the next season of life. Um, but some of you have been in relationship with Jesus for like 50 years, 60 years, like a long time. And you know what? The Holy Spirit is still helping you, and you need help. And if I know anything about seasons, seasoned Christians, it's that they are keenly aware of this. The longer you walk with Jesus, the more life beats you up, the more tragedies you live through and continue to keep your eyes on the Lord, the more years that pass, the more people you know and help or are unable to help, the more you see that you are only partnering with the help of the Holy Spirit and that it's not in your own power, and can never be in your own power, and that you need help forever, for our whole journey. Our supply of help 
he has for us is endless and it's essential. For me, that's a super big deal. It may seem like a basic point. Sure, we need help always. But for me, it's a really big deal because I have a super short attention span. I like quick results. And that is not the way of the Father. Life is process. Jesus works through process. He plays the long game, which is oftentimes in direct, like, goes against everything I want to do, which is the short game and the quick answer. Um, the kind of help that the Holy Spirit has for us is like the opposite of the six weeks to a shredded body diet. You know what I'm talking You know that like, okay, you follow this plan for six weeks, and then you're going to get these results, and then it's over. Because Jesus knows that quick fixes are actually not fixes at all, because what happens after those six weeks of some intense diet? Little Debbie's. Like, you go immediately to the Dollar General. Oh, is that just me? Um, no, seriously, like, if I, if I get a, like, okay, 90 days. Adam and I did that P90X thing that was on, remember that thing that was on TV? P90X. All right, it's 90 days. You do this workout for 90 days. And we did it, and it was awesome. We were in shape. And after that, I didn't work out for three and a half years. <laughs> like, that is not a joke. And that is exactly why um, that the Holy Spirit isn't coming for 90 days for, to help us for six weeks, to help us until we're 29, to help us through college. He'll help us till our kids get out of the house. He's with us forever. Because with the Holy Spirit, it's not a quick-fix diet. It's not a quick-fix workout. It is a lifestyle change. You know those people who, like, like become vegetarians for life or whatever, and, like, it's their whole lifestyle changes? Um, it's like that kind of thing, where you're not just trying to, yeah, I'm not pushing vegetarianism. <laughs> um, you're, you're just, it's a lifestyle change. It's partnering with the Holy Spirit and knowing that it's for the long haul and that it's not just a short time. Now, some of you uh, know really well that sometimes we need more help in certain seasons of life than other times. Um, if you're going through something tough, if you're going through something new, sometimes, you know, you uh, really tap into that help of the Holy Spirit a lot more. But that doesn't mean that he's not also right there with you in the good times. So, forever, forever. All I could, you guys, <laughs> reference? Sandlot. That's all I could think of this whole time I was prepping. Forever. That's going to sound great on the archive. And that brings me to the third word that I really want us to focus on. That word is truth. God is sending us a helper forever. And this helper is called the spirit of truth. And the truth that we are talking about here is not a list of facts. It's not a textbook. The truth is not just what is real. It's actually not just what we see as reality. The truth that is spoken of here is the truth of Jesus. If we skip forward just a little bit in the book of John, we see Jesus expound on this a bit. So let's flip over to John 16, verse 13 and 14. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all 
into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will disclose to you what is to come. He will glorify me. In the me there is Jesus speaking here. He will glorify me, for he will take of mine and will disclose it to you. So this is a beautiful explanation of the role of the Holy Spirit as spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is taking the reality of Jesus, the truth of who Jesus is, what he has done, and he is disclosing it to us. The world, I'm sorry, the Spirit didn't come with his own agenda. Sometimes uh, in church we're tempted to break things down into categories like the things of Jesus and the things of the Spirit. Um, The Holy Spirit doesn't have his own quote-unquote things. The Holy Spirit comes only to translate to us what Jesus has done and who Jesus is. they're, They're not two separate categories, spirit things, Jesus things, Father things. Jesus is doing what he sees the Father doing, and the Holy Spirit is exposing to us the works of Jesus into our heart, directly into our spirit. He is dwelling in us and bringing uh, the character of Jesus and the things of Jesus to us. The world is unable to see Jesus because of the darkness of sin that hangs over everything. uh, 2 Corinthians 4.4 says that um, in whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Um, The world has been blinded. It can't see necessarily all of the beautiful things that Jesus has done for us and who Jesus is. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit. We need the spirit of truth to come and invade us, our persons, and to bring that reality into our being. It's a really beautiful thing. Why is it a big deal? Because in many cases, it has become a common attitude in church to adopt a line of thinking that says, I only buy the Jesus message, or I want to hear the new stuff that the Holy Spirit's saying. Like, I want the old school, like, Jesus stuff, or man, give me the new stuff. Give me some of that new stuff. But this misses the point of the Holy Spirit. As Greg Boyd says, the main work of the Holy Spirit is not to supplement what the Son did, but to apply what the Son did in the lives of God's people. So the Holy Spirit, I'm going to read it one more time because I loved this quote this week. The main work of the Holy Spirit is not to supplement what the Son did, but to apply what the Son did to the lives of God's people. And let me tell you, Applying what God, what Jesus did for us to our lives is a whole lot different than simply just knowing what Jesus did for us. Application is way different than just knowing. We can know a lot of stuff and it not affect a thing. Here's a little a quick story. A few years ago, I had a dream. In this dream... I encountered a person. Now, this person in my dream was very well known, a famous person, um, a famous person that 
in the majority of the church in wider Christian circles, this person was rejected, criticized, looked down upon, ridiculed, that kind of thing, okay? So it, it's a person, and to, just for, for this story, I'm not even going to reveal who it was. You can actually insert your own person that you think of in here. All right, uh, someone who just, Christians just are like, mm-mm, no thanks, I don't want what they have to offer, that kind of thing, okay? So I encountered this person. We had a conversation. It was not an interesting conversation. It was literally just like a conversation about nothing, okay? All this dream was, me, this person, a conversation, and the Holy Spirit. And in my dream, I was able to see this person and the Holy Spirit was able to open my eyes, and I saw this person as a created being in the image of God. I looked at this person, and I saw the same God that created me reflected in this person's eyes. It was the weirdest thing. I all of a sudden realized that this person was a person, and not just stood for everything that Christians are against or whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? And it was the weirdest thing. Like, I became so acutely aware that this person carried the image of God that when I woke up the next morning, it changed me. I had had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had revealed just a tiny, the tiniest grain of truth, like the littlest thing, a thing that we, I already knew. Yeah, we're all created in the image of God. Sure, God loves that person too. Sure, you know, like it's the Sunday school answer. Um, but it was a heck of a lot different knowing it in my heart and having the truth revealed to my heart from the Holy Spirit than just processing it in my brain. So in my vulnerable sleeping state, the Holy Spirit was able to bypass all of my logic and all of my reason and expose a tiny grain of truth that has changed me profoundly. I woke up from that dream. I never looked at this person the same way. Did it mean that I endorsed everything they did? Of course not. Of course not. But I had this deep compassion and this like thing on the inside, and I began to pray for this person all the time. I know someone else in this church who prays for celebrities all the time. This person was a celebrity. Um, and, and like, uh, it's Kelly Manning. And she just has a heart for different famous people and she prays for them all the time. And it was weird. And it was beyond just like, oh, I'm praying for them. Lord, bless this person. Help them find you. It was beyond that. It was like a really deep spirit connection with um, not just that person, but with the fact that we are all carrying the image of God and a love for common man. Now, did that mean that, like, I'm perfect now and I love everyone? Oh, no. Did that mean all judgment and all negative thoughts towards everybody just magically evaporated? Of course not. Of course not. But it did change me. And the Holy Spirit continues to tap into that place and bring more and more change as years go by, as uh, 
conversations arise as I meet people. Like even that one little moment, um, the Holy Spirit can tap right into that and continue to use it. When we begin to align ourselves with the voice of the Spirit, we begin to walk in a new level of truth. It's not a new level of facts. You actually don't have to know anything about the historical account of Jesus or the Bible or any of that stuff to encounter the Spirit. You don't have to know anything. It's a new kind of truth. It is the truth that is Jesus. It's the living, breathing truth that changes who we are. It's the truth that sits just outside of what we see as real. The, tr the Spirit is speaking the truth of Jesus into every single one of us and into every single area of our lives. Even really, really, really dark areas. And the Holy Spirit, who was given to us by the Father at the request of the Son, is not an exclusive force. He's not exclusive. He doesn't pick his favorites. He doesn't pick his favorite people. He doesn't pick his favorite places to work. The Holy Spirit is at work and is speaking to everyone everywhere, even unbelievers. Even unbelievers. Even people who say that they want nothing to do with all of this crazy religion stuff and all this Jesus stuff. I just want to be a good person. The Spirit is speaking to everyone. For how in the world would anyone ever come to believe in the first place if it were not for the Spirit speaking? All right. I know it's a bit short, but I thought that it would be really important to move into ministry time. Like, we can't talk about the helper that's sent to us and the truth he has to bring and not um, experience that, right? Yeah. So let's do this. Um, we can go ahead and stay seated, okay? Because I've got a few things to say. We'll stand up in a minute. But let's do this. Why don't you guys close your eyes for me? And I'm in no hurry. So let's just take one little second and let's just posture our hearts, turn our hearts toward the voice of the Spirit. And if you don't know what that means, it's not some secret code. It just means let's get real quiet. Let's get real quiet and let's listen to ourselves. Maybe you may even want to posture your body in such a way to receive what the Holy Spirit has for you. Maybe you want to hold your hands out in a receiving manner just like Ray had us do during offering time. I have a few things that I really felt like the Lord wanted me to do and say and pray for you guys this morning. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would make your presence known to us, your presence that is always with us, that is already here. Would you just open our ears and our eyes and our hearts? Every single person in this room has complete access to the Holy Spirit. 
You don't have to have a secret code. You don't have to have inside information. Some of you are just now, for the first time, awakening to the voice of the Spirit. And for some of you this morning, this is going to be your very, very first response. The word from the Spirit this morning is that you are loved and that God's desire is for you and that you are not an accident and you are not a mistake. And that is the, that's the word that the Holy Spirit gave to me last night that some of you in here have carried around this heaviness of feeling like that you were a mistake or an accident or you're messed up beyond belief, but God says you're loved. And God says that his desire is for you just the way you are. He's not waiting for you to get better and then invade your life. He's already there. Now, some of you in here are becoming very, very aware of some darkness in your life. Like, we're sitting here talking, and you keep trying to push this one thing to the back of your brain, but it keeps creeping up. And this is the work of the Spirit. This is Holy Spirit work. That, that thing that's trying to creep to the front of your brain, that's the Holy Spirit bringing it into light. He's bringing the light of Jesus into your darkest places. It's a really, really good thing. You should let him do it. Just let him do that. It could be unforgiveness, anger, deception, addiction, whatever. But if you are aware that it is dark and you don't want it there anymore, this is the morning to get rid of it. Some of you right now, as you're sitting there in the presence of the Spirit, are seeing broken situations, systems, families, um, environments that are broken, but you're seeing them with resurrection eyes. You're looking at something that on the outside feels very, very, very broken, but for whatever reason that seems beyond your understanding, you've got some hope bubbling up in your heart. Anybody feeling that? That's the work of the Spirit. That's the truth of Jesus for a broken situation beginning to bubble up in your heart. And if that's bubbling up in your heart, guess what? You're part of the solution. And finally, some of you are just feeling the presence of the Holy Spirit and you don't know what to do. Maybe you feel a physical reaction because we are body, soul, and spirit. You start messing with one, and the other one starts responding. You start, start um, touching your spirit. The Holy Spirit starts communicating with your spirit, and sometimes your body reacts, and your mind reacts, and that's okay. Maybe you're feeling tingly or really hot or filled with joy or want to laugh out loud or tears are going down your face. It's all good. It's just the presence of the Holy Spirit. So just allow yourself to rest in that. Take a deep breath and let the Spirit do his deep work. Sometimes we just need reminded of how much we're loved. Sometimes we just need to catch a little glimpse of the beauty of God. Sometimes we need a little courage. So Holy Spirit... 
we just invite you to continue doing everything that you want to do this morning. Lord, would you just touch people in their hearts? Would you just touch people in their lives and in their situations? Thank you, Father, for sending us a, a helper to be with us forever. And our ministry team people, if you guys don't care to go stand back on that back wall, if any of you um, need to respond to what the Holy Spirit has put on your heart, if any of you need to respond for the very first time and say, oh my goodness, I need more of this, I don't even know what's happening, that's great. They're over there, they will pray with you. If you need healing, if you want to get rid of some darkness, if you just want prayer for more, those people over there are ready to pray for you, and they're awesome. And um, that is all I have for us today. So Lord, would you just be with us, go with us this week in our, in our jobs and in our families. We love you. Amen. You guys have a great week. Thank you again for stopping by the podcast at the Vineyard Church in Campbellsville, Kentucky. If you'd like to keep up with what's happening here at the Vineyard, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Until next time, peace to you.